Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today, we're still going to talk about sex. Three weeks in a row. This is the third and final episode of how you can improve your sex life, and in so doing, you can improve your marriage. Let's kick it off. The show, that is, not your shoes. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. Hello. Welcome. Today is the third and what I believe will be the final episode in our discussion on sex. And by our, yes, I mean my wife is here with me again. And we're going to wrap this up. We talked about men two weeks ago. We talked about women last week. Today, we're going to talk about the system. Just take your last name and add ink to the end of it, whatever it is. So for us, we're going to talk about Martino Inc. What is the system that creates good physical connection for a good, healthy, fulfilling sex life? And obviously, there are some things around that. One of them is communication. And when we talk about communication, we often think about like, how do we talk when we fight? How do we talk about the bills? And that's true. That's important communication. But there's also communication about like, hey, I like this. I don't like that. I want to explore this. I don't want to explore that. People are afraid to share with their spouse their fantasies. And yet we know that the data is overwhelming. Couples that share their fantasies together have better sex lives. And couples that have better sex lives, defined clinically speaking, have better marriages. So where do you want to jump off today, Erica? Jump off? I didn't say jump on. (laughs) Jump off. Down, girl. We're working. Okay? I understand that you're sitting next to this hunk of meat here, but just slow down. Slow slow your roll. Yeah. Uh, So let's let's hit it off with communication because I think that is the driver of everything, right? is like our ability to be able to communicate. So we talked about the last couple episodes from Joe talking about from like, hey, how how females can do better. I talked about how like how men can do better. Now let's talk about how you communicate because oftentimes like females, I'm going back to picking on you. We could be like, wow, I can tell he needs sex right now. And I'm in the middle. The baby needs fed, screaming. Laundry needs turned over. The kitchen needs cleaned. And I haven't slept in three nights. And to be honest, I'm not in the mood. So instead of saying like, not not tonight. Oh That's my all gosh, you ever want all you sex. want is sex, <laughs> right? It's a really negative way to engage that conversation. You could notice the desire, right? Like, hey, babe, I can tell you're in the mood tonight. And here's where I'm at. I want to have sex with you, but I haven't slept in like three nights and the dishes still need done, the baby's screaming. Do you think maybe we could sleep for a little bit? Like wake you up in the middle of the night to have and I That's a great way to go. Or, you know, could we try Speaking from experience. Could we try tomorrow night? Right. So what you did now is you acknowledged your spouse's feelings and you acknowledged that you desire them and you gave them another option of like, when can we connect? Instead of just ignoring or, or shooting it down. Or even just like, you know, one of the things that couples just look at me like I'm insane with is, and this is something that we teach. It's something that we've done. You know what? There's a lot going on tonight. I'm not really in the mood, but we can do it and and be done. We have a phrase that we use for that, which we won't share with you. But... But we do, right? Like it's, I think the idea is that sex has to be this giant production. Correct. And it doesn't, and like even for us, we're very busy. We own multiple businesses. We have four kids, a little hobby farm. There are times where we'll be like, hey, I need some humana humana in the next few days. Right? And we get it on the radar uh-huh. so that we know it's coming. And again, we talk about this a lot. Those expectations conversations like, hey, weekend's coming up and we're going to be home. And I think we should find some time to have a, what our friends John and Amy call a business meeting. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> 
what they call right? it. Right? <laughs> what they call a business meeting. For years, we told our kids we were praying, right? And we were like, hey, we need to go pray. Having that communication about your needs. Because here's the thing. If you say to me, hey, I need sex, and I give you a dirty look or vice right. versa. I'm you're going to be Right. You're going to be way, way less likely to signal me uh, next time. And here's what we're not saying. We're not saying that just because your spouse wants to have sex, you have to have it. Correct. We are saying that there's better ways to communicate. And how you communicate will directly affect how satisfying your sex life is, which will directly affect how satisfying your marriage is. So let me catch a phrase here. You said you're like, we're not saying you have to have sex. I kind of am saying you do because I've, well, so if you I'm saying you don't have to have track, sex in that moment. Oh, like if I said okay. to you like, hey, we're here in my office all alone and that door locks and you right. Use your, your phrase. Right. That my phrase is, that we're not going to tell them. Right. right that out right. 60 seconds or less. Right. Right. Yeah. Then you, you don't have to have sex right now. Quite frankly, you, you know, you just got back from the gym, so you kind of stink. But, you know. <laughs> I can edit that out if you want. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? But that doesn't mean you have to have sex right now. If I'm like, hey, I need sex this weekend. Or you're like, hey, I need sex. Okay, but we don't have to do it right now. Like one of the things that I think couples fail to recognize is you play the long game. So I would agree with you that if sex isn't a regular part of your marriage, outside of a medical reason, there's a problem. I would also say, and I think you'd agree with this, that just because you want sex right now at 445, that doesn't mean that I have to we have sex have by have. 5 o'clock. Correct. Right? Or even tonight. It doesn't mean it has to be done tonight. Right. It means you're expressing a desire, which is healthy. Right. It's pursuit. It's okay to express those things. Yes. And so we start talking about communication. How do you help couples talk about sex? Right? Uh, like there's stuff that people don't like. How do you have that conversation? We have very uh, direct conversations in the room because a lot of times a common complaint I get is well it's boring I've known her for seven years I've been sleeping with her so for seven years it's boring you know a solution I often hear is you know maybe we're thinking we should become like swingers or polyamorous or invite other people into our room can I just say that's the worst idea you can say anything you want okay it's the worst idea why not instead have a conversation about like, well, what do you fantasize about? Maybe you fantasize about what starts with doggy, right? And you want to try that and you've never tried that in your relationship. See, look, I'm being PG. You should be happy. Okay. Uh, maybe you do that. Maybe you've thought like, hey, it would be fun to get some toys. We've never done that before. And one of you might be like, uh, what kind of toys are you talking about, right? And you talk about it and you talk about your insecurities and what your fears might be with that. And then it's okay to try it. Like it's okay to try new things and it's okay to feel uncomfortable with those things and still work through those fears and try. You might decide you don't like it, but, and that's okay. If you don't, you don't have to do it, but listen to your spouse's desires and fears. And if they're not off the wall, have fun and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And off the wall needs to be defined probably, right? Because there is stuff like, oh, I don't want to do that because blah, blah, blah. But the the other thing is, I think people you get... go against your moral beliefs. Okay. I think one of the... Th- I think that's a good definition. I think one of the other things that happens is people don't communicate through their disappointments and disagreements, and then they get selfish. So I think about okay. a couple that I worked with one time, and the wife was highly dissatisfied with their sex life, and as was the husband. But she didn't want to engage it. And he was just selfish. Like he literally would just kind of go straight from kissing to insertion to completion. Uh And he was kind of a two pump chump. That was as far as it went. And they could not discuss that. And so he just took it personal. And that was his hall pass to be selfish. And, you know, sex doesn't create who you are. But it it can reveal how selfless, where you're at on the selfless, selfish Uh continuum. Well, I know in that book I was reading, one of the things you and I talked about is I think 
it's a selfless act, but it's also, I don't want to use the word selfish, but you have to have confidence, a high level of confidence when you're doing it. If there's any time all your insecurities need to go out the window, it's when you're making love. It's the whole fake it till you become it, Fake right? it till you become it, right. Right, not fake it till you make it, fake it till you become it. And the thing of it is, is like, it's really not hard. Just ask your spouse, what do you like? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a hard right. sentence, but it's a hard conversation. Use use your fantasies, engage your fantasies while you're having sex. I know for women, I don't know if it's as hard for men, they often have... Like, I'm laying there, and he's doing all these things, and I'm thinking about everything I have to do next. And it's hard to be in the moment. I hear that's a common complaint. Change your thinking. And start thinking about the fantasies. Like, wonder. I wonder what he'll do next to me. Be curious about the sexual act, the taste, the smell. Taste what? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) PG. Use your five senses to engage what's going on. That's going to help you stay in the moment. That's going to help you enjoy sex. And that's going to keep you your mind from wondering. And let's talk about those fantasies during sex. That's okay to do too. Like, hey, I was thinking you could try this. They might actually find it hot and try it. They, yeah. a lot of times I think we need to release our inhibition. I think there's a, is there a song like that? We there should is. sing it sometime for them. Okay. So release your inhibition and you just have fun. And you let your hair down because that's the one time you can, you should be able to do it is with the person right. that you have committed your life with right like look try it and if it doesn't work you know i had a couple one time a counselor before me told them to put a shower curtain on their bed like as a blanket <laughs> and use chocolate we'll just leave it at that Hershey's Cho- <laughs> chocolate syrup okay and it went badly he actually slid off with the right because chocolate <laughs> syrup well chocolate syrup and a, and a and a plastic shower curtain that's gonna be slippery and they went to get into a certain position and he slid off and broke his arm <laughs> Dang, so here he's covered in chocolate. Right, yeah. right. He's covered uh-huh. in chocolate. And so they didn't have a lot of conversations about like things that they wanted to try. They didn't trust that counselor. And so here they come to me in all sorts of trouble. And I was like, you're going to have to re-engage that conversation. I was just going to say, we've had awful sex before, right? We've been married yes. 23 years. Yep. Yeah. But the thing with us is we often both know it and we talk about it. It's not a secret when it's done. Well, that went rogue. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> like, we wow, that was, you know, hey... Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Let's go, right? Like, we've had those conversations. The jet plane went off sooner yeah. than it needed to, yeah. right? Sweet. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a hurt your feelings. You just, you can laugh about it and you can try again. Right. Yes. And, like, one of the things that I think people, so that's communication around sex. I think the other thing that people sometimes fail to remember is communication outside of the sexual act also affects it. So, like, yes. if you're not going on regular dates, don't be surprised if your sex life is suffering. Right. Right? Like regular dates, twice a month, if you can do it four times a month, it's even better. If you're not getting away regularly, and I realize at different stages of life, that's very difficult. But regularly could be once a year, once every two years. Uh-huh. Right? Especially if you have little kids or, or you don't have the resources currently because you're working through school or whatever. But one of the things that you have to do is your sexuality as a couple has to be normalized through your communication. One of the things we do, I have many clients say to me, because Joe and I go on a lot of cruises, right? We get away together. Oh, you must be rich. Must be nice owning your own business so you can go on a, go on cruises all the time. To which I reply, where else can you go that you can spend less than $100 a day and go have fun together? The truth is we get to have uninterrupted sex on a cruise. I'm not going to lie to you. That is nice, right? There's not somebody coming up the stairs, knocking on our door, needing us. If you have kids, you know what I'm talking about, right? So for us, a priority is let's go away and we can be uninterrupted for... Yeah. 
yeah. uh, three days even, right? Right, yes. And, and that's worse. That's more bang for my buck, my extra buck. Bang, there. I see bang what you did there. For, uh-huh. for my buck. Then, you know, saving money to go out to eat. Or... And I think that's one of the things that people, they're intentional about the wrong things. They're intentional about things that matter, but you don't treat a $1 bill like you do a $100 bill. Mm-hmm. It's just reality. And people act like sex is supposed to be some sort of natural, you know, just this organic. There's so many things that compete for your time that you have to be intentional about your sex life. Yes. You have to be intentional about your sexuality, how you touch each other, how you talk to each other, how you flirt with each other. And I'm always amazed by people, they just stop flirting when they get married. Or if they have kids, they stop flirting. Right. Because the kids shouldn't see them flirt. To which I always ask, okay, so you want the public school kids (laughs) to teach your kids about sex. Or worse, if they're paying to send their kids to a Christian school, which are often greenhouses for hypocrisy, you want those kids at school to teach them about sex. And people lose their minds. Well, no. Well, then who's going to teach them? You would need to. Right. Well, they're too little. Well, sure, I don't think you should be having sex in front of them, but they should see you flirt. They should see you talk affectionately. And pursue. Yes, Yes. and pursue through your communication, that intentionality level. Your kids need to know that sex is important to a healthy relationship because whether you like it or not, you are blueprinting your kids for how they're going to interact with their spouse. With our daughters, we are very, we do this all in front of them, right? We live our life in front of them. So when they get in a relationship and dad and I say to them, like, hey, this young man's not pursuing you and here's why. They're like, oh yeah, they see it. They see it because it's not a shock to them that we're saying that because we lay out a roadmap for them on what this looks like in front of them. We pursue and we chase each other. And no, you're just correct. You do not go have sex in front of them. That is absolutely wrong. Crazy. You do not. But there's a lot of space that you could do things. Correct. They should see you kiss. They should see you kiss. On the lips, Mm -hmm. passionately. If all they ever see from you is pecks on on the cheek, I'm going to say this and I imagine I'll get a few emails about it. You're failing them. Mm -hmm. So... If you want to improve your sex life, you need to communicate and you need to be intentional. So you need to communicate about the sex itself, about how often you want to have sex. Uh, And like, don't be afraid to try things. Like for years, we would do the whole thing. I think you mentioned it last episode. I gotta be honest, they're all kind of running together. We'd go to sleep. We had this regular rhythm where there was one day of the week, of the work week, where we would go to sleep. Wednesdays. Yeah, I was yeah, I was yeah. gonna leave that up. But yes, Wednesdays, absolutely. We would go to sleep and we would wake up one, two in the morning, bada bing, bada bing, <laughs> and then we would mm-hmm. go back to sleep. And those were some of the most restful nights of my sleep ever. That's it. Yes, yes. Good sleep those nights. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, it, it amazes me people, I can only have sex at night. Why? Or they don't like uh, sex at I the same like time. I only like sex in the morning. I only yes. like at night. So we can't agree. What do you mean you can't agree? Then right. You, 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 then you have sex at all different times of the day. And yes. You engage and you get over it. And it's because you don't have to be in the mood. That's one thing I hope everyone hears me today is you do not have to be in the mood to have sex. Yes. No, and I don't want you to be raped, but it doesn't, you don't have to be in the mood. You can get in the mood. You can invite your person to get you in the mood. Yeah. Like you can literally go from not being in the mood to in the mood if you engage. Correct. Right? One of the things that we tend to think is, I have to feel in the mood to do something. And that is literally anti-science. Correct. I I always laugh when people tell me, well, trust the science, and then they make that statement too. Right. Because, well, you're not trusting the science then. Right. Make it a game. Like, hey, look, I'm not in the mood right now, but if you want to get me there, I'm not going to object. Feel free to do that. And see what happens. You might find all this can be a lot of fun. Because I guarantee you, you did not get together because you were bored with the person. Yes. You engaged in these fun, secretive, hey, go have sex in the car somewhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm too old for that business. 
Hey, we have a camper, though. So we... <laughs> <laughs> you don't say that then. Anyway, we're going off the track. Welcome we... to the rogue portion of the show. <laughs> Go find somewhere creative and spontaneous and have sex there. I, I remember when we were first married, we went on a cruise for our honeymoon. We were married about four days at this point. And we got invited to be on the Love and Marriage show on the cruise Love ship, right? And, and it, they asked, like, what's the craziest place you've had sex? I'm not going to answer that on this show. However... The couple that had been married like 20 some years, they're like, look, we have six kids. So on the toilet. And I was like, I'm like a bit of a germaphobe. So I'm like, the toilet, right? But hey, if you need to find the bathroom and <laughs> get a wham bam, thank you, ma'am, man, by all means, who am I to stop you, right? Yeah, the hammock. We broke a hammock once. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, so today we're kind of wrapping this up. We This is not an exhaustive, you know, three episodes is not enough time. Essentially, about an hour and 20 minutes total is not enough time to, to do it exhaustively. Like, certainly we could talk about, like, a lot of different things when it comes to this. But hopefully these three episodes, when you take them together, they give you this framework of tools for you to use to help improve your sex life and your marriage. Anything you want to end with? No. All right, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.